podcast. Crux proper. Crux yeah podcast. What is up, everybody? Here we are, another week. The week, the last week of September, and it's about to be my favorite month of the year. It's about to be October, October twenty twenty one. Man, yeah. So update from me. I finally got the fucking door put on my office and it is a glorious door. I'm staring at it right now. Yeah, it's a cool door, man. It is. It's a door, dude. You know, if I was a teenager, I'd be like, why the fuck would you be getting excited about a door? You know, but it's pretty cool, man. And it's, it's great. It finally gives me the purpose to set up the whole podcast studio so I can start having guests again and I can start, you know, doing everything with video and audio and having a great time and doing this for everybody out there and all my listeners, the way that I want to do it, the way that I want to give you all this premium content, you know, that is the crux. Yeah. Podcast. But yeah, man, I really appreciate all of y'all hanging in there with me and bearing with me while I figure all this shit out and get established going through this little rocky period of setting up the podcast. Um, yeah, man, this weekend went and got some Halloween decorations for the house. First Halloween out here in Texas. So pretty excited because, uh, the yard that we have there's trees in the front yard and it's perfect for setting up uh, all the decorations man and we're big into decorating especially for halloween we're going to decorate for christmas too but uh halloween is definitely the big cool thing for us so we bought some decorations some we had some stuff left over from the move a couple small things but then we got a bunch of big stuff it's pretty cool i replaced all the floodlights outside that are, you know, just the normal floodlight color. And I I bought orange floodlights. So they, uh, they illuminate the front, get it all orange. And then I have the other, uh, the other, you know, decorations that we're going to put up too. But, uh, but yeah, man, that was a cool thing this weekend. Starting to cool down over here in Texas, starting to cool down, boy. Yeah, man, starting to be uh, a little bit more temperate. The fall is starting to trickle in. That's another thing I'm excited about is that there's more of a fall here. So I'm told, you know, than, uh, than in Southern California, you know, there's going to be, um, uh, you know, the leaves are going to start turning soon. I'm told, and I can already tell it's cooled down a couple guys that I know, um, from work told me that fall is their favorite time of year here and that I'm really going to enjoy it. So it's exciting, man. I'm excited for September to turn into October and to, uh, you know, do this. Fuck. I forgot to start timing this shit. Damn it. I'm just start from there. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, getting set up for that shit. It's a lot of fun going to be expecting another little one here coming. So I don't know how much Halloween stuff the wife is going to be up for, but we're definitely going to go to some kind of little pumpkin maze or something. We can take something. We can take our, our little one that's already out and about, you know, that just turned one, take him to something fun. Can't do anything too scary, obviously, because we're, we're carting that little guy around. And plus, I don't know how crazy a stuff my wife's going to be up to, you know, uh, up to doing 
you know, this Halloween this year because, uh, you know, she's going to be uh, expecting soon. So, you know, I don't know how much of that she's going to want to do. But either way, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a new experience. The first fall over here in a different part of the country that has more of a fall. Um, and then, yeah, got the Halloween song done. We are the flesh ready to go. That release is going to be October 15th, 2021. It's going to be out and ready. Got all that squared away. So that's really cool. That's going to come out just in time for Halloween. So everybody can play that shit. I don't know. It's kind of poppy. It's kind of a poppy song. But we wanted to do that because the um, the guy that he hasn't done it stuff for us in a while, but the guy who's produced a lot of uh, music for We Are the Flesh, or not produced, but uh, you know we've basically produced, but uh, he's mixed and mastered a lot of our tracks. Um, his suggestion was actually that we do a Halloween song, like a like a general Halloween song, kind of like all I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey, Christmas kind of thing, where it's it's generated directly. It's like a direct Halloween song. It's about Halloween, the holiday. So we were like, cool. He's like, I think it'd be perfect for your sound. You guys should seriously consider doing that. So uh, we did it this year and uh, we'll probably do a Halloween song every year, man, because we really like doing it and we're big into Halloween and it's an easy release to time out, you know? Uh, So yeah, Um, we'll probably be doing it. You know, it's called Halloween 2021 because we're like, hey, if we do other Halloween songs then we can just name it the year that we put out the new song every year. You know, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Got that going. I like it. Like I said, it's a little on the poppy side, but you know, fuck it. I don't care. We both like it. So if you don't like it, fuck you and you know, listen to it either way, you know, give us the stream revenue. Even if you hate it or you like it, we'll still get paid. (laughs) So just help us out. Even if you hate it, just turn it down. No, but, uh, but yeah, that's cool. So that's going to be coming out. And then uh, another thing that happened this week that is very cool too for on the We Are The Flesh side of things is uh, we got This Hell is the second song to hit a million streams on Spotify, right? So that's our second million on Spotify. Not to mention, you know, Apple, Amazon, all the other streaming services, you know, everybody that buys music. I didn't even know people still bought music, but hey, dude, I get the reports every week. And people are still buying a handful of our tracks every week. They're paying a dollar a song. I don't know who these people are, but they are doing it. Somebody's hitting that pay button on iTunes and buying the tracks still, man. And I, we appreciate it. We love it. I don't know who you are, but whoever you are, thank you. Um, yeah, so Spotify as one platform, which is kind of the platform you know, at least right now and for the past several years. And I imagine for at least the the next several years to come, um, it is, you know, Spotify is basically the industry standard for music, you know, for numbers, you know, I mean, everybody out there pretty much, you know, I mean, you know, a huge artist, huge labels, if they want to gauge how big or small an artist is, they look at the Spotify numbers, you know, obviously, you know, social media is a part of it and, you know, other streaming services are a part of it, but at the end of the day, if you are anybody significant, you're going to have some kind of significant numbers on Spotify. And I think everybody in the industry and the music side of things pretty much agrees on that, you know? Um, 
So it's cool. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just really interesting because I talk about this quite a bit, you know, and I'm going to keep talking about it. But uh, I feel like the social media thing is really easy to fake. It's a little t- it's a little harder to fake numbers on Spotify because you'd have to pay people. The way that works, if you don't know, is you'd have to pay certain uh, playlist curators to get a song on uh, a Spotify playlist that has a bunch of listeners. Now, this is the thing I don't understand. I don't know how they're doing this. I don't know if it's like fake servers or botted, you know, botted, botted computers or what it is, but you used to be able to catch the red flag of um, something being like a fake play, not a fake playlist, but you know, playlist that wasn't sincere. It wasn't actual fans streaming the music and the songs. It's just like people in other countries doing it. So a red flag would be if you see an artist, especially if they're like from, you know, the United States or they're from the UK, they're from some kind of Western country and their top city is like in India or China or Russia, (laughs) like someone with no affiliation, you know, and they got no fans barely anywhere else. But then all of a sudden they're like, you know, getting 10,000 plays a day in, in Moscow. <laughs> That's like a red flag. You know what I mean? That's a red flag that you're just paying somebody to, to play a bunch of botted, you know, uh, devices or get a bunch of botted plays, you know, so you can get numbers up. But it doesn't mean anything because they're not actually fans that are playing the song and you're paying money for it. So the money that you're earning for it in terms of streaming royalties, you're earning less than you're paying out most of the time. So it's not even worth it. And it doesn't get you anywhere because it doesn't expose you to anybody real that might actually like your music. So a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll look at um, our social media numbers because we just, you know, we post stuff that, that um, you know, we post stuff that's significant, but we don't, you know, try to follow for follow. We don't add people, you know, just to try to get a social media number up. We just... Uh, you know, the people that follow us are the people that follow us, you know, they're attracted to the music they're They like us. So they follow us, you know what I mean? And we don't try to get people that wouldn't do so otherwise to do it just so we can have a social media number to brag about because that doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? It, 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 I mean, you could have, I mean, you see it all the time and you see, you see the reverse of it because you see our numbers, you see like, whatever, we have a, a blue check on Facebook. We have like, you know, 10,000 or almost 10,000, whatever it is, followers on Facebook, whatever. But, you know, Facebook is kind of old anyway, as far as pages go, especially for music. And then Instagram, you know, we have just under like 2,000 followers, you know, but then we got over 70,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. We got two songs in the millions and we're about to have a third one too. The Purge is going to hit it probably within a month, you know? Um, and, you know, it's like, people would automatically assume, oh, like you guys uh, have a fake Spotify or you're, you're doing fake playlists, you're juicing it um, because we don't have 10,000 uh, Instagram followers. But then you see the reverse. This is the red flag. You see an artist, you know, that you'd never heard of. They're not super big. They're not super famous. They have like tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers sometimes. And they claim to be a music artist and you go to their Spotify page and they have like 200 monthly listeners. So it's like, obviously, either the music is bad or no one cares about it or it's fake or, you know, they don't, most of those followers aren't real and they paid the same kind of botted thing to get botted followers that aren't really real just so they can have that number to brag about on Instagram or, you know, now it's more about TikTok too, or just as much about TikTok as Instagram. 
and it doesn't mean anything. They're not real fans. Now there are tons of artists out there that have a huge social media following for their size. They got a hundred, you know, hundred tens or hundreds of thousands of uh, Instagram or TikTok followers, and they have good Spotify numbers too. And props to them, man. There's a lot of artists that are, you know, way bigger than us that have, you know, real numbers on both sides. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what you want. You know, that's cool. That actually means something. It's real. You have numbers to back it up on both platforms. But it's just funny because people are so used to people automatically having a big social media following when they have big numbers on Spotify as uh, musicians, as artists. So then they look at us and they're like, hey, like what's going on? Like you guys don't have... Well, the fans of our music, to be clear, the fans go, you guys deserve more. You know, you guys are the shit. We love your music. Those are direct quotes. That's not me talking about the music. That's that's what we get messages. Pretty much weekly, we get messages or comments like that uh, on YouTube or social media or whatever. So, um, but like the people that hate on us are like, oh, well, like why, how come you guys only have like uh, almost 2000 Instagram followers, but you have like, you know, tens of thousands of Spotify listeners. Like you guys are just, uh, it's fake. It's like, <laughs> dude. Yeah, you, you're an idiot. Like, no, it's not. We've never once paid a dollar to anybody to place uh, any kind of song on any Spotify playlist. That's not somebody genuinely adding it um, to their playlist for free. We're on a couple listener playlists that apparently, you know, there's a couple like social media influencers or like people that like our music that have have big Spotify playlists because of who they are on the internet. And they've added uh, a track or a couple tracks of ours to their playlist on Spotify. Um, with we don't know them, they never talked to us about it. They they're just fans of the music. They liked uh, a song or two of ours, so they put it on their playlists. And it has a lot of followers. That they have a lot of followers on Spotify as well as socials. So we get a lot of plays from that. And then obviously we get a lot of plays just from the fans that like to stream our music and save it and play it over and over at the gym or whatever, the normal fans, you know, the things that you want to have, the things that Spotify wants you to have as an artist, like fans that genuinely like your music that play it over and over. So we, those are the only, that's the only source of our traffic and our numbers that we've generated on Spotify. It is never once, you know, what on my, on my son, on my family, hand to God, you know, whatever, strike me dead. If I'm lying about it, we've never paid one penny to any playlist owner of any kind, whether it's Spotify or a listener to put our music on there. Every number that every listener that we have, every stream we've gotten, um, has been a hundred percent organic. It's been all organic fan attraction. Um, you know, the only thing we've done is, uh, advertisement and also posting on social media for certain tracks when they come out, advertising to our followers and potential people that might be interested but that's it. And they've, they've either, uh, seen, you know, us presenting ourselves on social media and then like what they saw or like what they heard, they went to Spotify or Apple or wherever they listen and organically became fans, or they were already in Spotify or Apple or whatever. And they became fans because they found our music. And then they hit us up on social media, YouTube and go, Hey, I love you guys. I found your song. I can't stop playing it. So to anybody who's like, Oh yeah, these guys are fake. You're an idiot. You don't understand how it works. Sorry. Fuck you. Like you don't understand how the whole thing goes. And I get it. You know, at the same time, I don't blame someone who comes at us like that because it's so common that people are full of shit. It's so common that the numbers are fraudulent. It's so common that people don't actually have a following, 
you know, and uh, they, they, you know, they just assume it's one of those situations, you know what I mean? And it's not with us. It's not because what we sought out to do is like, we're like, Hey, we're going to make music that we think is cool. And we would want to listen to, and let's see how many people like it. If it's zero people besides us, well, Hey, at least we made cool songs that we like that we can listen to, you know? And, uh, if other people like it, then so be it. And, and right now it's showing to be, you know, the evidence is that like a lot of people like it, you know, these are not people we know. These are not our family. These are not our friends. We actually try to keep the project a secret from as many family members and friends as possible. We don't talk about it. We don't advertise it. We don't promote it. We don't tell them to follow us. We don't tell them to play our music. Any family that we have or friends that play our music, they've done it on their own, you know, and they, we've never pressured anybody or, you know, bothered anybody about it. And we didn't even tell anybody about We Are the Flesh for a long time. You know, about a year and a half, we kept it strictly between uh, Andre Weiss and me, you know, <clears throat> before that purpose, because we wanted to impress and attract people that might be interested in our music that don't know us, that don't want to see us succeed. We just have to uh, entice them or impress them with the music. And if they're not impressed, they move on, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, it's like, we've never done that, man. And just, it just so happens that quite a few people like us. And that's, a, I say quite a few because you know, look, and, and once again, this isn't about, Hey, like, look at me, I'm so cool. This is just, this is just, um, people, people are finding it without, and we're not getting any assistance, man. Like Spotify has never put us on any of their editorial playlists. We've never been part of anything, you know, that's directly endorsed by Spotify. Um, we've, um, never, we've never had any of that shit, man. You gotta stop fucking clicking. Sorry if that's annoying with my voice. I fucking hate that. And I keep doing it. The fucking clicking shit. Anyway, fuck. I just did it again. God damn it. I got to stop that shit. If I was listening to somebody doing a podcast and I heard that, I would f annoy the fuck out of me. So sorry if that's happening. I'll try with all my life to stop. But anyway, man, it's like to get off this fucking rant. Cause I've been going on this way too long and then I'll shut the fuck up about it. Uh, it's, it's, it, we've never had any help from anybody besides ourselves. You know, um, we had a small record deal that went South. We spent a year, you know, I'll talk about this more. I've, I haven't really talked about it for, for a lot of different reasons up till now, but we had a, we had a small record deal a year and a half into the project that went South. We were in almost a year long, um, uh, lawsuit. I don't want to say court battle because it wasn't uh, that much money. It wasn't a big deal. It was like, you know, just like, a, you know, a, a few grand. But either way, we spent better part of a year in a legal disagreement over it. We finally won and we got the money that we were owed. And, you know, we came away with everything and we ended up not getting screwed, even though, you know, they tried our, they tried their best to screw us, you know, but <clears throat> other than that, and they didn't even really give us any press or help. We just ended up getting the money that we were owed and we distributed it you know, on our own once we got it, you know, through the court system, but, um, they never really helped us. So, you know, no one's really put us on or helped us out or anything, uh, which is fine. I'm not sitting here complaining like no one helped us. No one does anything for us. No one cares. I'm just saying everything we've gotten has been a hundred percent organic and it's been all attraction. You know what I mean? There've been some small advertisements that we've done, but just like any company, I mean, that's legit. You know, you run a commercial to try to get people to buy your product. Like that's not cheating. That's normal. You know what I mean? That's, that's, uh, that's commerce, you know, that's business. So, 
uh, and the return on investment with that has been great, you know? So anyway, you know, fucking shit. I just did it again. God damn it. I hope I'm the only one that cares about that because that shit's annoying. Uh, but yeah, enough of that. My whole point here in going on about this for fucking 10 minutes is thank you. Thank you so much to anybody who listens to We Are The Flesh. Uh, if you're not familiar, check it out. It might be for you. It might not. And if you hate the shit, that's fine. Who cares? You know what I mean? I don't, you know, um, if you like it, that's awesome. I'm super grateful to have you as a fan, you know? And, um, yeah, man, I'm just really proud of it is my point here. <laughs> that's my point of doing this long drawn out bitch session is I'm really proud of it. Two tracks in the million that hit the million mark and are over a million now on Spotify and then we're about to have the third hit a million. The purge is going to hit a million, like I said, within the month or so. Just mathematically, it's got to happen. So that's cool, man. And we're over 70,000 monthly listeners. Uh, that's amazing. You know, that's amazing. I love it. And if you're a part of that audience, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I seriously do. Thank you so much. It means the world to us. We love you. Now, Comedy shit, moving on. I've been bombing all week. <laughs> bombing all week because the, you know, the shit, the fucking five minute set, six minute set, whatever that I, um, you know, did in Baltimore, you know, uh, that I told you I made it to the final four with the comedy competition. Um, listen to the previous episode if you haven't yet, because I talk about that in there. That was a lot of fun. That was a cool experience. Um, that five minute set, I proved that it's funny. People like it. I got it on tape. I got a nice tape of it. Uh, all I could ask for was to make it to the final four. Cause I'm not from Baltimore. And, uh, a lot of that stuff was by applause. And either way, I don't feel like I deserve to win a second or a first place spot. Anyway, I've only been doing comedy for three months. I'm a, I'm a tiny little infant. I'm a white belt. You know what I mean? I'm a complete amateur. So for me to get that far is just amazing. And, and for me to get props from, other stand-up comics that have been doing comedy for a lot longer than me that were in that competition to tell me that I had some good jokes, that I had a good set and I got a good tape of it and I got recognized by the judges. Uh, that's all I could ask for. And, uh, so because of that, it's like, okay, I got those jokes and they work. Do I want to keep telling those or do I, I need to, the discipline to, to move forward and to work on new material. And, uh, so that's what I've been doing this past week. I'm like, Hey, that was last week. I know that five minutes works. I'm not going to forget those jokes. If I need to remember them, or if I get booked for something in the future and I need that five minutes, I can rehearse it later. And obviously I have it on tape if I forget anything, but you know, I got it down. Let me work on new stuff. And I'm finding, obviously I've been doing this, you know, very short amount of time. And this is all very new. The podcast is very new in baby stages and the comedy is, is very new in baby stages, but um, what I'm, what I've God fucking, I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. This fucking clicking shit. Um, but what I'm finding is, uh, that's the tough part, man. It's tough when you got stuff that, you know, works, you get, go back to those open mics and man, in front of a bunch of other comics in front of a couple crowd members, I'm, I'm working on new stuff. I got my phone up there. I'm trying out new jokes that I haven't tried out before, you know, since last week. And, uh, you know, some of it is okay. Some of it got some laughs and then most of it is absolute garbage. Most of it is shit because I'm just trying stuff out. So it's tough, man. When you got those jokes that are funny and you've been saying them for a couple months and then 
got to just go back to the drawing board and try new shit. But I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I have to. And I'm realizing that's the discipline of this thing and why I think a lot of people probably stop doing it over some period of time. We'll see how long I last. I've been in the game almost going on four months now into October. You know, into By next week, I will have been doing comedy four months. Still a baby, still an infant, total white belt. But um, I'm starting to see that now that I've been doing it for a little while, you know, and, and at the intensity level that I've been doing it is that it's tough, you know, getting out there, getting up there and, and being vulnerable and working on new shit is not easy. It's not easy to do that. You know, I'm sure it gets easier over time, but I hate bombing, dude. I hate not being funny. I hate failing on stage. I hate not making people laugh and seeing their blank stare when something wasn't funny. But at least I acknowledge it, man. I'm not offended. You know what I mean? Like, if it's not funny, it's not funny. That's why you throw stuff out there and you got to get up there with the microphone and tell the jokes and try out new material because you're not going to know if it's funny or if it works or if it has potential until you try it and you say the words out of your mouth and you see how it goes. You know, so I actually appreciate the honest feedback. You know, I appreciate the silence. I appreciate the blank stares. It's hard to take, but I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Because that lets me know, oh, this is trash, you know, or, oh, this is good, or this is kind of funny right now. I need to tweak it and work on it, and I could bet I bet I could make it really funnier, even funnier. So that's what it's all about, man, and, and I'm starting to learn that that's why they call it a craft. You know, I understood before. It's like, yeah, it takes time. It takes experience. You got to learn how to work a crowd. You got to learn how to say your material. You got to work on your material. You got to craft it. You got to build your set over time. That all takes days and months and years and hours and hours to do. It doesn't happen overnight, and you get better and better over time. And I'm following the advice of seasoned comics um, that tell me all that, and I believe it, and I understand it. Um, I'm still very new, so I just trust in the, that that's the process. But yeah, that's been the process. This week has been me failing. <laughs> it's been me failing miserably. Uh, 10% of the stuff is kind of funny. 90% of it is not. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm writing. Um, I, uh, I need to establish more of a disciplined pattern of writing, but I have been consistently having ideas pop in my head, writing them down, and I've been throwing them up there on stage, which is all I can do. That's what you do. You know, you take the ideas, you work them out, and you see what happens. And uh, that's exactly what's been going on. Um, and uh, I'm going to keep doing that. That's what I'm going to do this week, too. More of that. You know, more failing, more, you know, strenuous process of trying to figure this shit out. And uh, that's the only way I'm going to get better, and that's the only way I'm, I'm going to continue to come up with good material so I can get that next five minutes, you know, that's, uh, you know, good and works and that's funny because then I'll have ten. You know, and that's the fucking process from there, man. You keep building and building just like everybody tells me. And I can see it now. I see where it comes from. Um, but yeah, so I've been working on that, uh, working on new stuff. And uh, been following this um, Gabby Petito case that everybody's talking about. You know what I mean? You know, uh, the unfortunate trip with the boyfriend. You know, the regular person. You know, the... The guy in his 30s, the father, you know what I mean? Uh, the husband, the homeowner in me, that that part of my identity, you know, my, that part of my mind goes, ah, this is sad. This is unfortunate. You know, what a sad experience, you know, for this girl. And then this guy is obviously, you know, a shithead and he's, uh, you know, 
uh, probably most likely 99% did something to her because they can't find him and they can't find, you know, his family's kind of seems like they're keeping a hush hush on it and kind of stowing him away somewhere. And, uh, the comedian side of me is like, I wonder what that bitch said. (laughs) I wonder what she said to piss him off. Nah, (laughs) I don't know, man. It's, it's a weird thing, dude. And, um, I think the dynamic of things change when you go out there. Like when you're out there in these parks and this wilderness and those, those kind of sites, I've been to a few of those all over the country before in multiple States. And I feel like the energy does change out there, man. So if you're out there with somebody who's on, well, if you're anywhere with somebody who's unstable, obviously that's not going to go well. But if you're out there in the middle of nowhere, you definitely want to pick and choose who your company is because you are, you know, we got cell phones, you know, there, we have vehicles, we have all kinds of different stuff. And there, there are supposedly people that patrol those areas all the time that know it very well and park rangers and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, man, you're out in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? And you're very disconnected from civilization and, uh, you got to be careful, man. You got to choose your company wisely. I would not go out to wilderness, even with my cell phone, with the majority of people with, I would only, I'll, I'll rephrase that. I would only go out there with a small amount of people that I know. You know what I mean? Because experience has taught me that when you go out, you know, to the mountains or you go out to a national park in the middle of nowhere or whatever, the desert, you know, the, the remote desert, you're out there, man. You know what I mean? You want to be with people that you trust and you want to be with people that, uh, that are, you know, that are going to not be insane. And it sounds like that dude, you know, had a little bit of insane in him or has a little bit of insane in him, you know? So, uh, yeah, unfortunate thing. We'll see how that develops, man. We'll see if he's like, you know, if they find out he's somewhere out of the country or, you know, whatever. Laundry. Laundry. Yeah, man. It's a funny last name, Laundry. But yeah, man, um, that's a crazy thing, you know, that's going on right now. And, um, you know, and then they always talk about like, well, what about, you know, of course a white girl goes missing and everybody freaks out. And, you know, what about all these, uh, minority, you know, people, what about all these people of color that have gone missing and look at all these cases, which is true. It's true. You know, there's probably some bias coverage, but I think the biggest thing there that a lot of people are talking about is this girl was pretty present on social media. I didn't know who the hell she was before this whole thing happened, you know, but, um, you know, she had a following of some kind, apparently, you know what I mean? So, um, she, uh, you know, it's, it, people are going to cover it if someone knows who she is kind of thing. I feel like all these people that go missing or things happen to, unfortunately, you know, I think all of them should be covered as much as possible and get as much press as possible. Cause you know, I love true crime and I've watched every episode of forensic files and I love watching all kinds of different YouTube channels, um, that, you know, talk about cold cases that are decades old, they get solved, you know, because of all the new developments with like, you know, genetic, uh, mapping and, um, all kinds of different forensic techniques and they find the killers after decades. But uh, I feel like the press is the main thing that brings those those cases to light because a lot of times they go cold for years and years and then they they throw it up, um, you know, uh, they get some press so they do a show about it and then they have it solved like within a year of the show airing. So press and media coverage always help. You know what I mean? That's, I think almost every unsolvable case was solved because the press got brought to it. Um, the list murders, you know, that dude, 
fucking uh, John List. I think that's his first name, isn't it? John. Let me let me look. I think it's John. I always think that's funny because Joe List, the comic, is Joe List, and then there's John List. I wonder if there's any relation. I'm sure he gets asked that all the time. It's probably fucking annoying. Uh, yeah, John. John List. That's right. John List. This dude murdered his whole family, including his mother, who lived upstairs in his house in one night. He killed them all and left. And they couldn't find this guy for years. Now, granted, this was a long time ago, you know. Um, so it was before there was internet. It was before everybody had a cell phone. It was before social media. But still, they couldn't find this guy for decades. And the way they found him is they aired an America's Most Wanted episode about it. And they found him pretty quickly, you know, because someone recognized him. And if they'd never done that, there would never have been, uh, or it would have taken them a lot longer if they ever caught him, you know? So, you know, media is, is good. Every case possible should be covered regardless of what color you are, you know, whatever, whoever you are, man, if you go missing, someone out there cared about you, man. Someone had a family, someone had a relative, someone had a friend, you know, someone had a coworker that liked them, that cared about them. They were a person, man. You know what I mean? So everybody should try to get some, everybody should get coverage. Does everybody get coverage? No. What's the reason for that? I think it's complicated. I think there are a lot of different reasons for that. Um, and how, unfortunately, man, in the society we live in, how famous you are or how exposed you were to the general public and how many people quote unquote liked you, especially in this day and age on social media and the internet, obviously that's going to have an impact on how much press coverage you get. Do I agree with that? No. Do I think that's kind of fucked up and unfair? Of course I do. But can I be, I can't deny that that's not the case because you, I don't think anyone can. That is, that is the case. You know, the more, uh, exposed to people and the more, you know, well-liked quote unquote, you know, for lack of a better term, you are by people, the more exposure you're going to get, you know? And I think that was the case here with the Gabby Petito thing is she had some of that presence, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know, man, I'm getting too fucking serious now, especially for a comedy podcast, dude. <laughs> I bitched about fucking music and streaming. And I talked about how I was bombing this week. And then I'm talking about this fucking case that everybody already knows about because it's all over the media right now. And everybody, I'm regurgitating things that people know about. So, I don't know, dude. Anyway, these solo podcasts have got to stop. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't mind talking to to all of y'all, and I appreciate you tuning in for them, too. It's cool talking with you. Well, it's cool talking to myself like an insane person, and then I see in the numbers that all of you are listening to me. So, that's cool. At least we're together when you listen. But, yeah, man, um, it's cool. This week... Uh, 99% sure that I should have a guest for next week's episode. And then hopefully all of them following that, you know, back to video, back to guests. Uh, I'm going to over time, I'm going to soup up and vamp up the, the podcast studio here. Got a couple cameras that I'm going to get in the near future and stuff. So it's not just single cam. That's the big, the long-term plan. And I got my door so I can shut myself off from the rest of the house. So that's cool. Uh, and yeah, man, things are coming together, but things are great. You know, things are great. And uh, once again, thanks for the support on the music side of things. And uh, it's exciting to work out new material, even though it's hard to struggle through it. But I'm doing it. I'm working on it. I I I'm at it. 
I'm, I'm, I'm keeping going. And that's the important thing. That's all that I can do. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, I hope everybody is doing okay out there. I hope everybody's having a good transition from summer into fall. And, um, yeah, man, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up this week. But once again, next week, I should be back with a guest and that's going to be a lot of fun. And until then, I really appreciate it, man. Just passed um, a couple hundred listener and download mark for this podcast. So I appreciate, you know, Crux Nation. Once again, it's small, but it's growing. And that's thanks to all of you. You know what I mean? I really do appreciate it. We'll keep growing Crux Nation. So once again, uh, thank you for tuning in, Crux Nation and Crux Yeah. Let me hear you say Crux Yeah. Crux Yeah. Let me hear you say Crux Yeah. Crux Yeah.